Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This was bad. This was just so bad. In fact, it was bad enough that it's worthwhile, I think, to really appreciate how bad it was, if only because it's going to get extrapolated an awful lot. Good morning to you. Good Friday morning from St. Louis. I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports. This is Daily Shot of Pirates. Comes your way bright and early every weekday. If you're into football and or hockey, I also offer daily shots of Steelers and Penguins where you found this. Cardinals, nine. Pirates, nil. And that does not begin to describe it. The fielding wasn't there. This was one of the better defensive teams in baseball last year. The hitting wasn't there at all. Six singles. Adam Wainwright just effortlessly working through six innings despite not registering a single pitch with a higher velocity than 90 miles an hour. The pitching wasn't there. Everything you didn't want to see from JT Brubaker, you saw. Three walks, which he can't afford because he gives up way too many home runs. And then he gave up. A three-run shot to Tyler O'Neill in the second inning. There was even Brian Hayes right after word had emerged that he had agreed to terms with the team on an eight-year, $70 million contract, leaving in the very first inning because of a minor thumb issue that's expected to be cleared up in no time. Everything, everything went wrong. And I'm not going to be here to belabor it all summer long. That really wouldn't make much sense, not when it's this obvious. But I do feel like for one game, for this game, the first game, that this is most unfortunately an example of a lot of what you're going to see because This roster, as it's constituted, has very little upside. If you had O'Neill Cruz here, if you had Rowanzi Contreras here, if any of all those prospects that are now stacked up in Altoona were more advanced and more ready for this, unlike Cruz and Contreras, who already are, you could go digging for some hope. You could, you know, keep your chin up and 
go get them on Saturday, boys. But that's not what's here. This is a bad team that's just begun the process of having a bad season and a boring one. The one that can bring down a lot of people and, candidly, turn them off before anything gets good. Which, by the way, is why you don't do this. You don't just punt on an entire season. You don't do it. And you definitely don't do it three years in a row. This portion of Daily Shot of Pirates is brought to you by our friends at North Shore Tavern that's directly across Federal Street from PNC Park. It's home of Steak on a Stone, an eating experience, underscoring the word experience. The steak is brought to you partially cooked on an 800-degree stone, and you do the rest. It's a ton of fun, it's a great meal, and it's a baseball atmosphere like no other in Pittsburgh. North Shore Tavern, right across Federal Street from PNC Park. You'll look for little signs as you go along. You'll get a little encouraged when something even a bit upbeat unfolds, like Diego Castillo's spring or, uh, I mean, Will Crow's two scoreless innings of relief yesterday. I asked Crow uh, about what went right for him. I mean, it felt felt all right. You know, luckily I had my changeup working. Um, That's kind of the key, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. <laughs> so, um, you know, I, I was getting a little out of whack on my, my slider. And uh, first movement was pulling it straight to the other batter's box. So it was kind of competitive. But um, On the slider? Yeah. Okay. But, um, you know, I, I we, we figured that out when we were out there. And, you know, we... Two seam was really good, and the changeup obviously was playing off that. But I felt good, you know, like um, just going after guys. And Dude, when you're doing that, going after guys, there's a pace to it too, isn't there? Yeah, I mean, I, I know last year there was a lot of like me slowing the game down and stuff. And not I, from the writers on deadline. <laughs> no, I just, I just, I kind of, you know, you, you look back and you take like a full, you know, like glance of what happened, uh -huh. and I could see myself doing that. Even on my good games, I was going slow. So. Um, that's a key for me this offseason was, you know, get the ball, go, get the ball, get, go, get go. the ball, go. And um, it doesn't just help the guys behind me, but it helps me. You know, it keeps me going. And I don't have to, I'm not thinking about different things in the AB. It's just, hey, pitch, yes, go. And um, it's going to help me a lot this year. And, you know, I'm happy with today. Two zeros is sort of what I'm supposed to do. And get guys out. And I did that. And, um, you know, I, I'm, I'm, Glad with what I did, but you know we, we didn't win the game, so you know it's, at the end of it, it's not what we want. But um, go back out there in a couple of days and get them again. Awesome, terrific kid. Uh, he wasn't exactly beaming about it. He's in a clubhouse with a bunch of guys who also got their brains beaten out nine nil. But he was aware that he'd made some progress. Some things that he'd worked on in the off season had borne some fruit and. That was a good step for him, and you could tell that he was feeling it a little bit. Great. But what happens if Will Crow comes through? He's shown all the tendencies of being a reliever and a middle reliever at that. And the team will have given up Josh Bell for this middle reliever. You can't do this. You 
can't just keep dragging along and delaying until your Altoona people make it here. And I'm not just talking about the fans. I'm talking about the players. I'm talking about the uh, the field manager, the coaches, the instructors at all levels, the prospects, the ones you're waiting on. You can't have them being all mopey and embarrassed about being part of the Pirates. Want to hear a cool story? When Hayes came back into the clubhouse coming off the field uh, for batting practice, this was early in the afternoon, about three hours before first pitch. I'd already been in the clubhouse, and when Hayes comes in, he's being chased by Cole Tucker, and Tucker's saying behind him, rich guy, rich guy, rich guy, and then he's asking him for money for something, which is just awesome in and of itself, right? But Hayes makes it into the clubhouse, and the area where a lot of the starting pitchers were seated starts a round of applause and it makes its way through the whole room. The kind of thing that, um, honestly, even reporters who are in the room like myself don't often get to see firsthand. That's the kind of uh, event that happens behind literal closed doors and away from media. But again, we just happened to be in there at the time that word broke of this extension. And you could see Hayes was moved. I mean, he was emotional. The intangibles matter. If you're Brian Reynolds in that room and you see that, it's going to have an impact on you. If you're Mitch Keller and you believe you're about to embark on some breakout season and you not only see that, but you're one of the guys that starts the round of applause, it makes a difference. I keep talking about planting that flag. Hayes' extension which is a very good one, by the way, I think for both parties, is part of that. It might even be remembered as the beginning of that. But it's all the more reason why you can't just sentence a team and a fan base and everyone else who's associated with the process to another year of nothingness. That's what's coming. That's what started here yesterday. When we come back, just one question. Welcome back. It's time for J1Q. Today's comes from Dan Patterson, who says, I'm ready to jump off the bridge now. In all seriousness, looking back at some of the off years in the 1970s, a decade with some great Pirates teams, it seems like we've always struggled to remain relevant with the fans if you look at attendance, etc. Will Pittsburgh ever be a true baseball town a la St. Louis and even Cincinnati to some extent? Dan, respectfully, you're going back way too far for it any of these things to matter. Cincinnati has stopped being a baseball town uh, forever ago. Um, they have some of the worst attendance, uh, some of the least enthusiastic crowds that you'll experience anywhere in baseball. And that even includes 
Pittsburgh over the past four or five years. They're a long, long, long way from the big red machine. St. Louis here, (laughs) this is something else. This is the most freakish example that you can come up with in the entire sport. There's no place like this. There's no environment like this where uh, you get up in the morning like I did, went for a coffee on the way walking to Bush Stadium. I'm staying in downtown here. And just see that there's no one not wearing red. Uh, Workers, bus drivers, maintenance people. Uh, I saw a construction outfit and they were wearing red. There's a statue in a park on Market Street. And I apologize for not knowing the name, but it's right near the, the famous courthouse. It's in the shadow of the Gateway Arch. And somebody draped a red shirt over this statue, that takes generations, uh, if it ever happens. That takes a continuous success that just is extremely rare in any sport, anywhere in the world. And when you see the scene that played out before the game and then during involving Wainwright and Albert Pujols and Yadier Molina, Uh, all three of whom are going to be basically going through an extended farewell tour together over this season. It's, it's something it's, it's different. It's unusual. And no, Pittsburgh is not going to have that. Not with the pirates, not with the current owner. Even if Bob Nutting were to somehow magically start spending a zillion dollars, you would probably need a full decade of that for anyone to believe that it's real after all the damage that's been done to this point. You'd need to see players stay in Pittsburgh for as long as what Wainwright and Molina have here. And that is also rare in baseball. So you're Taking one example that's just way out there, and I'm not a big uh, never type, but no, never. And you know what? That's fine. St. Louis is now a two-sport city. They have the Blues in the NHL, who, of course, are just a couple of years removed from their first ever Stanley Cup. And they, they love the Blues when they... When they got to the final phrase of the national anthem, they gave out, and the home of the, and the whole crowd says, blues, like that. That's that's pretty neat. Their stadium and their hockey arena are a couple of blocks apart, and they're never far apart in these fans' hearts either. Pittsburgh, again, different dynamic. You have three teams. Two of them are very, very successful. Two of them operate in cap leagues where a Ben Roethlisberger or a Sidney Crosby can stay for an entire career, no matter how great they get. So there's that faith. There's that trust. And the Pirates, in contrast, just kind of sit there as the, um, you know, the running joke. Now, I, I say all this and 
None of it's to suggest that there can't be excitement. We're only eight years and change removed from the blackout, from people having the experience of a lifetime at a sporting event. And as I often like to point out, it only takes the Pirates winning like two or three in a row to get the city talking about them. It's the craziest thing. It never, ever requires much. And I don't even know that that dynamic exists with the Steelers and the Penguins because their little winning streaks are expected. When the Pirates have it, it's like, whoa, and everybody's talking about it. Well, you don't talk about it if you don't care. But, you know, let's not set the immediate bar too high. Um, at the risk of belaboring the point, this is going to be bad. It's going to be really bad. I appreciate everyone listening uh, to this episode and to, to this show all week long. And I can't say it often enough. I have no idea, no idea why you're here. None whatsoever. 